Don't put that there. That's Why? dangerous. That's fine. <laughs> That's such a dangerous spot to put a recorder, Dave. <laughs> that was a few weeks ago. Never play darts while you've had too many pops. Or at least don't do it while you're trying to record it with the voice recorder right under the dartboard. Anyway, maybe more on that later. I haven't actually listened to the whole thing. It may be too embarrassing to play any of it, but we'll see. Um, it's a very cold, very freezing, actually freezing rain, stormy, um, you know, like power lines might come down kind of a day. Uh, of course, it's April 15th, 2018. Anyway, I'm staying home. It's Sunday. And this is Chub Creek 183. Way back when, when we didn't have to think Come on in, don't be a dick The boys on the farm didn't mean any harm On the banks of Chub Creek Chub Creek I set up my recorder in the background, you can hear all the wind Listen to that You hear the front door smacking back and forth that's my sound bed for today. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know. I thought I'd do a little bit less fuss, uh, fussy, fussy, wussy today and maybe just find some old stuff. Uh, because what I was doing today, just looking for stuff to do inside because it's kind of treacherous out there, <laughs> this is uh, to kind of make sure that the ancient archives of Chub Creek, remember the podcast is 12 years old, I think. Um, wow, isn't that make sure that all the episodes are safely put away and, uh, and so on. So, um, as I was doing that, I just found some old clips. So I may just kind of go back and find some old gems and take my time at it and make this kind of fun. Um, and, uh, maybe put on some music as well. I don't know. And I maybe have some things to talk about. I even have a list of things to talk about, uh, because there's just so much happening right now in the world and, uh, in the world is becoming, uh, you know, easy to make fun of in a very kind of morbid way. So maybe we'll do some of that. Uh, Chub Creek episode one was recorded on February 16th, 2005 at 3:59 AM is when the file was saved, which I thought was pretty funny. This was a really late night. Anyway, from that era, this is uh, this is a recording Gary made called moonlight. And of course, like a dick, I added, <laughs> I just like collaborating with him. I added background vocals and a little bit of guitars as well. Um, but it didn't need it. It's an amazing song, and I love it. I thought we'd kick things off with that. This one's called Moonlight by former Chub Creek co-host, my buddy Gary. While they were sleeping, I was there dreaming. Yeah, I was dreaming. Soon to awaken alive a second cup of coffee and I was beside me yeah I was beside me watching the world go All anticipation 
That is 40 goddamn years ago. 40 years, buddy. Can you imagine that? How does that even make sense? It's funny, you know, as you get older, these big numbers start to happen and they just don't make any sense. You never feel older. The numbers get bigger and you feel the same. This makes it feel so strange. But that was the year, I was thinking earlier, that was the year the Mighty Van Halen launched their first, their debut album, Van Halen, Van Halen. And it's Gary's and... It's Gary's and my one of one of our favorite bands, and uh, just because they, they he calls it the, the the ultimate summer band. They always just sang about you know with the awesome guitar riffs of Eddie Van Halen, and they sang about summer and cars and girls and nothing. Who cares? You know, they just sang about having fun, and we just always loved that. That was grade five that year, and uh, I don't remember. I wish I could remember more. I have some snippets. I think I've told the story about how I was, before I even knew Gary, we were hanging around outside and there was this big lineup. You know how they made you line up to get back into the school? And there was this, you know, group of girls that Gary noticed. uh, They were just kind of in a huddle together, lining up to get in. And he had this cup full of worms that he'd found, like about 50 worms. (laughs) And he went fling and they flew through the air and they were raining worms on these poor little girls. And they're screaming like like they sounded like a jet engine, the penetrating, piercing sound of the scream I can remember really clearly. And it was one of my introductions to him. But And again, I think I've told this before, but in class, I guess during lunch, I was doodling. And I used to love to draw these cartoon characters from a, an artist from Mad Magazine called Don Martin. Uh, and I loved it. I loved the humor of it. I loved the, the way he just kind of did these little circly kind of jiggy shapes to do the noses and eyes. It was also easy to re- to repeat. And that was the beginning. That was the, the friendship that lasted a lifetime. And um, so how, what do I, what parts of the story do I tell? I, I used to live in the, in this little village town thing. I don't know what township called Oro, Ontario. And Gary lived very close to me, maybe a mile, mile and a half down the dirt road in uh, the neighboring town called Guthrie. And uh, we rented a farmhouse. My mom and dad rented an awesome, I love, I have all all my childhood memories of this this farmhouse that had, uh, you know, the farmer would come and he would do his thing and go home and we would have the house. We would, he would, we would rent the house and he lived somewhere else. And, but there was this beautiful creek that ran through the property all the way through the, down the hill where the cows were in the pasture across over to the, the forest in the distance. It was a long, wonderful meandering Creek that we could just kind of walk along and look for frogs and have fun. And, um, it was just one, you know, it was a really great place to grow up. But, uh, dad 
worked for the Ontario library system. And back then, you know, there were no, you know, there's no internet, there was no cell phones, there was nothing uh, except TVs and the, the burgeoning beginnings of tape recorders, sorry, um, video recorders. There was no VHS or Betamax. There was only these um, things you could bring to school, these giant machines with the cartridges were like a foot wide. And um, he could bring these home sometimes and he'd bring home reel to reel films like you'd have in school. Um, my dad was a musician. And he had all this really cool guitars hanging around, lying around the piano, an old piano we'd found and brought home. I don't know where the hell we got this piano. Um, but we just had, it was just a great place to grow up. There's all these cool toys, um, tape recorders and audio. And, you know, so Gary and I would just make stuff. We'd make, um, you know, we'd make plays and we'd pretend we were on the radio. We'd make music together. We did a whole, like, you know, it was just so much fun. And, uh, we made the most ridiculous, holy, horrible music. Gary had absolutely no fear, so he would uh, he would just sing, <laughs> make it up as he goes along. Uh, and this one's one of my fa- my favorites. It's called uh, "Bok Bok I'm a Chicken," also called uh, "Gently Blowing in the Breeze." Apparently, this is Gary and me in about 1981. Good. What are you talking about? It's when we have done a recording, 
Yeah. I've noticed that where I'm quiet. Right. And I'm not quiet. You know that. I thought you were just camera shy. No. I'm not a quiet person. <laughs> it's that I have this ridiculous focus on what I want to record as a photograph or what I'm expecting to record as a photograph. So you're saying when I hit record, it's usually when we're out in the bushes or something and you're mm -hmm. I'm, I'm focused. Not, you're I'm focused. focused on I'm focused on something rather than what I really would like to be focused on is what our our conversation could be. But you're focused on photography. Yeah. I'm focused on uh this would be funny to record this, but you're not in the same space. Mm. Is that it? Yeah. I thought you were just getting stage fright. No. Do you think that I would actually ever have stage fright? The recording speaks for itself. I no, know. it does not. That's what I thought. No, it does not. All right. So My God, Dave. It's good, eh? Mm. Try the lobster. It's actually not over... This is it's insanity. not that badly No, over no. This is insanity, actually. It's kind of... Yeah. This, we should really go to hell for even eating this stuff. And this one's a little overcooked. So I cooked the lobster. What do you have in here? This is called Malden salt. It's a crystallized... So it's like... It's salt crystals. but So it has a crunch to it. But it's not really thick, so you don't, it's not overwhelming, but it has a texture to it. So it's like a really nice... So what do you put that on? On your steak. Put that, sprinkle that on your steak before you eat it. You'll, you'll be in love with it. Will I just... Will I have an orgasm? Yeah. Okay. Have a piece with the salt on it. Do you see, when I... When I... That's 100% fat. When I get up the courage to speak loudly in a recording just for Dave's videos, I like to put these salt things on my steak and have an orgasm. Yeah, so that's not normally what happens. Do you know what I mean? So that's kind of like where, where I would be with the recording, but... I always think when I hit record, I look at you and I, and I say, I'm going to record this. And you you seem to look like you're, you're thinking, oh. No. This fucking podcast thing again that he's been bugging no. me with. No. It's been bugging me over since 2005. <laughs> making me record a half an hour of program <laughs> every week. We used to do it every week. Jesus Christ, what was wrong with me? I was on to something, though, because podcasting is taking off now. Only now is it taking... It's huge now. Back then, nobody really knew what it was. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not saying we were way ahead of our time or anything, but I think if we started it now, it'd be different. Well, we had some funny times because... I mean, you know, if we... If we I don't know. I have no idea. But if we were to, like, put this in Ken's hands... Ken. Scarborough dude. Oh, yes. Uh, we were probably way ahead of our time, and we did, like, uh, incredible shit. But, and I, and I do agree, because of, of the, the way that we did ours. What are we agreeing with? What? The way that we did our podcast, was in, it was absolutely incredible. What do you think was incredible? What about it? 
just because of the way that we put it together. Um, nobody who, li- well, probably some, but nobody who listens to the current Chub Creek probably even knows about it. Um, and it had to do with um, one of us recording a whole beginning and then someone else recording the whole ending and then sewing it together. And I had no idea on how to do that. So you you had the knowledge on how to do that. So you had to tell me how to send that, how to send those files to you. That's true. And then you did it. But the if I was to, if I was to record anything that's of any importance to me on how we did that, which makes me laugh, is that how we <laughs> honestly we used to we did we argued. Yeah, a little bit. We. We did not get along on some topics. That's because when you have this. Some there's this artistic vision thing. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I had this vision, and I I was like I would swear. Well, I would do things that you didn't like. It wasn't just the swearing. It was like, in my mind, it was this. Um, I went back then. I was like, what if people from work hear this? It's all was in my head, and I thought, oh fuck, we're saying, <laughs> we're talking about. You know, how shitting our pants, and which was always hilarious. But I then all I kept thinking, what if, what if somebody from work hears? And I didn't realize back then that nobody, nobody hears, nobody hears it. Like the audience is nothing. And and I thought it was just. I remember being at work thinking, oh, I wonder how many you people. Said, oh, both both of us. Alive. No, we did not. Never. For never. Sure. Never. Never go back. Never. There was not one of us that said that word. Really? Well, no. maybe this is the first. Yeah. Should I bleep that out? Probably I should bleep that out. Right? Yeah. All right. It's not a very good word. No, just. You were less apt to say <laughs> the word fuck. Well, no, you know what it was? I said it along with you. And then later I thought, later I thought I wanted to rise above that for some reason. And I still kind of do. Once in a while I drop it, but. You know what it is? It's like when it's every other word, it seems to cheap. It seemed to me to cheapen it. It does. I agree. But there are times when it's just like the perfect thing that has to happen, right? When 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 you're upset with something or when there's, you're just describing. I just something. remember one time. It's like a cherry on top of the Sunday. Sometimes I remember one time I wrote a song that I just and I wish I could hear it now. Oh, I have it. Maybe I have a different <laughs> viewpoint of it now, but I remember at the time, I was just so in love with the way that it was, and you did not want that played. I did not. And that was that was a. Big, I was pissed. That was a big creative conflict. Oh, I was pissed. It was full of um, bowel movements, and <laughs> it was shit. It was toilet humor. That was the whole thing for me. It was like. For me, toilet humor was like the over the line. To me, it was like, <laughs> why? Because it's just so baseline. It's just so you know, it's childish. But that isn't to say that toilet humor can't be funny. But you know what I think? In my head, I think, okay, how many people are listening to this? They're just grossed out and not laughing. And I thought, probably a lot. And that's to, for some reason was important to me. You know, I wanted, I wanted to do something but for But what it. you should have been thinking about was, they ought to know it's Gary. That's true. <laughs> no, I, well, 
did I actually end up? No, I think I stopped it. Oh, you did stop it. I was pissed off because, and that was, you know what? There was other things that you stopped, and I was okay with, but that one recording I was just so in love with. How to find it? <laughs> it was such a fun night. That was about a month ago. Gary came to visit, and we had some uh, some pops <laughs> and a great steak and lobster and uh, stuffed baked potato. It was ridiculous. Our plates, by the time we were having that conversation, it was probably 2 in the morning. We were eating dinner. I don't know. But, uh, uh, how to, yeah, we were a little tipsy. Good conversation, though. I'll see if I can find anything else. By the way, I can't even find that uh, recording Gary was talking about. But if I remember right, it was just – I think it was a skit – He's either a skit or a song. I can't remember if it was a skit or a song. But essentially, it was just like one big, long, graphic, firehose diarrhea description, like a, like a war zone of shit. And I don't know. It was definitely funny. I don't know that I would even play it again today, but we'll see. Maybe I'll we'll find it one day and we'll test, we'll test, the, uh, we'll test our sensibilities again. <laughs> but that's scary for you. Like, whatever he finds funny. He finds funny, and that's all there is to it. And screw you if you don't like it. Um, and I'm a bit of a prude, aren't I? Didn't think of myself as a prude until we started doing this. And I, and it isn't really that. It's I, it, you know, it's hard to do a podcast and not think about who you're broadcasting to. And I'm thinking about my parents. I'm thinking about work. I'm thinking about my kids. I'm thinking about those of you who I know. And I'm thinking of each of your different levels of sense of humor. And it's just, it's a mistake. You know, you should really just not do that and think about what's funny to you or what's interesting to you and just do your thing. And Gary and I have different things and that's just to be expected. His thing is weirder, put that way. And then this, this, I would say this podcast is dedicated to Gary's weirdness. Um, and, and just case in point, um, I don't know where I got on the story of talking about how we got in, how we invented Chubb Creek, but, um, way back then in, I guess, Oh five, he sent me these, these, uh, little funny audio clips and, uh, I, it immediately inspired me to, uh, think of a way to get the rest of the world to hear. And I don't think I ever put them on, on an episode of Chubb Creek, but you know, we, we, uh, I, I heard about podcasting. It was this weird new thing. And there was no iTunes yet. Um, it was all kind of a, you know, new thing. Adam Curry had invented this method of every week you get a new download and you can listen to almost like a radio show. And it was just fascinating. It was just like traveling back in time to when Gary and I were little and we were pretending to make our own radio show. I was so excited about the idea of doing that. Um, and so here, this is uh, an example of, uh, I think he's seven or eight of these that he, uh, that he created and which inspired the beginnings of Chub Creek. It's called, the series is called Dick's Dirty. I was so tired today, I had to wake up at Dick's Dirty. I got this new job. I just didn't know how to handle it. You know, I, I was expecting much, much more. But, you know, I just, just, I just had to adjust. I had to adjust to getting up at Dick's Dirty. About this new alarm clock, you know, at the local Canadian Tire. Beautiful star, beautiful star. But, uh, anyways, it's, it's, it's not like the alarm clock that uh, I used to have. You know, it's, it's easier. It's, it's much, it's much, much easier now for me to get up at Dick's Dirty. 
you know, nobody ever wants to get a, a family emergency call, but I'll tell you something. I got this family emergency call, and it was scary. I got that family emergency call at Dick's Dirty. You know there's something about growing old. But I'll tell you this, there's memories, beautiful memories, but I have a memory, oh there's a place that I love so, and the sun rises up slow, and it's most beautiful. At Dick's Dirty. Oh, my God. 
Okay. So, can make me a sandwich. Okay, Jerry. trying to figure out who I am yeah and what what it is that I'm all about sometimes I embarrass myself and I wonder what the hell I'm thinking when I do things that I do yeah but I realize that it's not really about making other people laugh. No, I know that. It's about making yourself laugh. It's about making myself laugh. I know. I've always known that. I've about always... You, I've always known that. If you take the video, <laughs> my favorite, favorite video that I've ever, ever done, there's actually two of them, right? Mm -hmm. Is the selfie stick that I did with the roof shovel okay so I do that and it's what 15 feet long yep. and then I realize that I've got extra poles in the shed so I attach them to it so I've got like 30 feet of poles with my poor friggin iPhone attached to it and going through the bush but it wasn't so much about making other people laugh. It was like I was friggin' in my own world laughing my ass off over that just for myself. 
do that. So that was another clip from a few weeks ago. So that if, I wish you could see these videos that he makes. They're ridiculous. I mean, he puts them on Facebook for everyone to see. He doesn't even put them to his friends. He puts them out publicly. And they're hysterical and, and so stupid. Like this 30-foot pole that he kind of duct taped together with his phone on the end so he could film himself from above like some kind of hillbilly drone <laughs> like what, marching through the bushes like the leaves are smacking against it and, and just ridiculous but what's really funny was just how it makes him laugh and and all my life that was my thing with with him this is why gary was always so hilarious to me was because he would laugh at himself and as he was saying and and i was trying to we were both really drunk i was trying to say I knew that, but I, what I meant was I knew that about him. I did. It's not something I can do. I don't laugh at myself. I take myself way too seriously, but he is the opposite. And I've always known that about him. He always, it was always about making himself laugh. And once you get him and you watch him and he gets going, um, you, you just it's contagious and ridiculous and you're on the floor. And so anyway, I wish you could see this video. It was just like, it was one of those examples of that. Uh, he got himself laughing, doing this ridiculous thing. And anyway, so to go back to this, the story, I'm going to try to get at this story before, uh, you know, six hours have gone by um, of the origins of Chubb Creek. And, and so the next thing, so as I left off, we were, uh, he sent me these clips with Dick's Dirty. And, you know, it just had me thinking. And I, and I don't remember if I knew what a podcast was yet. I think I did. Um, but it got me thinking, yeah, we've got to, we've got to do a show. We've got to do a show. And, uh, you know, just like that. Um, and, uh, then I started to overthink it and, and we were emailing ideas around and, and my idea was let's do a fake, ironically, a fake news segment called, we were way ahead of our time called, called bad news. And I got really stupidly fixated on what do I name myself? And I'm such an idiot. I, I, for some reason, I don't know, maybe it's, are you the same way? Is it impossible for you to think of a of a, a stage name for yourself? There's something about that. For, so I couldn't get past Dave. I have to be Dave. That's my name, and I just cannot call myself anything else, even if I'm doing a character. You, you go figure that out. And even the last name, you know, the, the 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 J is part of my middle name. So I called myself David J. And when I listened back, it just seems so stupid, you know. Even even and and you'll know if you've listened to Chub Creek. Even this dumb skit with, that we used to do called Dark Speed, I called myself Dave, Captain Dave W. So I obviously have this weirdness about my name. Anyways, um, listen to this. This is the first. This is was not yet Chub Creek, and we never released this. We just decided. I don't know. We we just didn't think it would quite had enough enough in it. It was took way too long to think of how to do it and record it, and it wasn't funny enough. But still. This is the uh, world premiere of the uh, first edition, first episode of Bad News. Hi, I'm David J, and this is Bad News. Hi, welcome to Bad News. Here's what's happening. Things got ugly this morning at Microsoft head office in Redmond, Washington, as a huge assembly of computer experts protested the release of a new variation of the Microsoft Windows programming language. Making things worse, Microsoft employees appear to be taking the protest badly. Bad news reporter Ron John is on the scene. Ron, can you describe what you're seeing? 
That's amazing. Ron, I can barely hear you. The angry computer programmers, they seem to be arguing in some kind of computer code. It appears that... Are they trying to cast spells? Interesting. Thanks, Ron. That's Ron John reporting from Redmond, Washington. So it cuts off that. I don't know why. So you'll notice there's no second half. There's no Gary in there. And that's because this was, if I remember correctly, this was our very first attempt at anything. And this, I think this was my pitch to him to do his half, right? Now, I don't think he thought it was funny. If I, from what I remember, I don't think he thought, this is our first creative difference. I don't think he thought it was funny. So I think, I think what happened then was I had another crack at it and, uh, and, and did this version. And, and for some reason, we got laughing about the, uh, his name. And his name was going to be, instead of Ron John, it was going to be Ron Don. And, uh, <laughs> that, and that made us laugh. But um, check this. This is actually uh, uh, the only finished one I think we did. Hi, I'm David J. And I'm Ron Don. And this is Bad News. Welcome to Bad News. Today on Wall Street, things got a little bit... What? What is that noise? What? Ron. What? What's that noise? It's a teletype machine. Why would we need a teletype machine? They're obsolete. They're from the war. It's for transmitting and uh, receiving information, David. What do you mean? You heard me. Okay. Where's the switch? On Wall Street, we are hearing some ticking. Ron, I'm unplugging it. There's no paper in this thing. Listen, I wish you'd... David. What? David, the I... news. Oh. Right, so, you know, it's getting sort of funny, but it... And it's funny when I listen back. You know, when you hear when you hear this stuff, you know how much... Like, Gary is a natural. He's a natural, un, um, unself-conscious person. I was going to say performer, but he only performs for himself, right? And so now this just kind of got him going, and he'd send me these things, and this is when I realized, okay, wait a minute. Hi there. Hi. I'm Ron Don. Oh, yes. Um, I was wondering if you can help. Oh, sure can. Shoot away, partner. Great. Yeah. I was wondering if you could... Uh, yeah? Let David Watherspoon know that I'm David here. Watherspoon. Yes, uh... Yes. Yeah? Oh, just... You can say, it's Ron Don here. Oh, Ron Don. Okay, and uh, he'll know who this is? That's my name, yes. It's 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 Ron Don. Uh, yeah, I heard you before. You know the guy from uh, Bad News? Bad News. You know, popular podcast? No. Ron Don. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I don't. What do you mean you don't know my fucking I name? I don't. You never heard of me? No. Seriously. Uh, Jeff, yeah. can you do me a favor? Yeah, Come no over problem. here and... Uh, Take this guy outside for me. I think he's a freak show. What? Uh, no problem, Thanks. boss. I'm Ron Don. Jesus Christ, get your goddamn hands off me. Get back. <laughs> get your hands above your head. Surrender. <laughs> <laughs> that almost Just got you, partner. Look out. Hey, that guy looks like Ron Don, man. Ron Don this way. Right, so this is this is what I'm realizing. That was funnier than anything we'd. Pl- that was so stupidly funny, and and you know, he sent me this one too. And I'm Ron Don. Really? Yes, <laughs> I'm Ron. Who? Ron Don. Oh, Ron. Is He's my voice Ron. back? 
Rondon was away. Oh. Rondon was sick. Oh. Here I am. Here yes, it is. yes, dear. Who's that? It's a little girl. What? Ron's daughter oh, wanted to know how to play Spyro. Oh. Ron who? Ron who? Rondon. It still cracks me up. So then I realized, yeah, okay, all right, I understand. I got to get out of his way. <laughs> he can. I'll do my half, and I'll say what I think is, uh, you know, the things that I want to say. I'll do. Um, I don't even remember what I wanted to do. I didn't. Ha I just wanted to get him out there, and I knew it wouldn't happen unless I did it. So I was only part of it for that reason. Plus, I had was having fun. I was playing music. I was trying to do... I always wanted to be like him, you know? I always wanted to be like Gary. I always wanted to be funny. I love, you know, we did... Together, we would make plays and perform in school. And I would only do that because he was doing it. I was shitty at it. I wasn't a good actor. But because I was self-conscious, right? Being self-conscious is the enemy of anybody who wants to deliver anything authentic. And, uh, and so I realized... All right, so let's do it this way. We'll just wing it. We'll call it something. And um, so we started exchanging emails about what are we going to call this podcast? Like that stuff you're doing is so hilarious. You just need to do it. And um, the uh, the I've mentioned before the as you know the, the the title of this podcast is Chub Creek, and so the, it was of course named after the creek that ran through the back of my farmhouse. But it really didn't have a name. There was there was just a creek, and in fact, it's such a tiny little creek that some years it's not even there. Uh, Gary and I have visited it since, and um, just a couple of years ago, I went back there just to check it out and just to reminisce. And uh, and it was just gone. It was evaporated. Um, so I think it's here sometimes, and there it's not. And uh, but when we were young, we used to explore and. You know, follow the follow the creek, and uh, Gary would fish. We sometimes would fish in the little culvert there, and the fish that we would get were creek chub, which were, um, I think, small trout. I'm not even sure. And so I I sent him an email, and I said, "What if we just call it Chub Creek?" Like the thing had a name, even though it didn't. And he said, "Yeah, perfect." And so that's how it all began. Per hour, it's not an hour anymore. Time is slowing down. Einstein figured out the faster you go, the slower time moves. And that's fucking crazy. And so that got into my head in a way that I just can't stop chewing on that. Doesn't make sense. What do you mean time slows down? What do you mean time speeds up? If I were on a rocket ship going the speed of light, the universe would speed up around me. When I come back, a thousand years it would have passed. That's a fact. We've proven it. And so I cannot leave that stuff alone. I, I will chew on that and chew on that and chew on that until it makes some sort of sense to me. It's almost made me crazy thinking about it. Well, don't argue with it. No, you can't argue. Because he's a smart guy. Yeah, well, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? He figured that out. You know how old he was when he figured that yeah. out? Like 21. Mm -hmm. So any idea that... See, we, he's... That's actually, that's such a, a much more positive way of looking at things, especially at the, especially at the age of 21, because the way that I look at things, if you ever passed a graveyard, mm. right, go in and look at it, it's a very sad thing. If Dave Watherspoon is buried in a graveyard in 2020, yeah. well, let's hope not, but let's say... Yeah, let's hope not. Yeah, let's, let's hope not. But let's say 2020. The sad thing is, is that 10 years later, after you're buried, 
in 2020, yeah. you're forgotten about. Yeah. That's sad. Only sad to people thinking about it. No, 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 no. It's sad. Well, not if no one's thinking about it. If everyone's forgotten about it, there's no sadness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, though. It's sad right now. Do you know what I mean? So it's like kind of. Well, what's your like, point? What about that? So uh, are you saying make your mark? You have to. If you don't make your mark, then you're fucked. You're not fucked. You know you're fucked. You're just some friggin' dumbass. You're not fucked at all. You just haven't made a mark. No, because once you're dead, fuck it. If you either you're either you've made your mark or you're dumbass. Once you're dead, what's this? Once you're dead, you've either made your mark or you're a dumbass. Well, no, no. Once you're dead, it's like zero. It's it's black. It's black. I know it's black. And I don't I want to be more than I am. <laughs> this reminds me exactly. That's exactly what we used to do when we were like 12. <laughs> <laughs> It was an open and shut case. She was murdered. Clearly murdered. I was the investigator on the scene. He had an alibi. What was his alibi? His alibi was a joke. Because where was he at? Dick's Dirty. You knew something. I was Christmas shopping, and I'm always a last-minute Christmas shopper, you know. And I was Christmas shopping last year, and I hope that I don't have to go through this this year. But I'll tell you this story, because this is a story that you'd want to hear. I gotta tell you something. I was shopping for Christmas last year, and I was last-minute Christmas shopping, and next thing you know, I go up to the mall, and they're Closed. They're closed. Can you? God damn it. Can you imagine? They were closed. How the hell can I do my Christmas shopping if they're closed? And I look at the sign and they said, We're closed at Dick's Dirty. Howdy, I'm a farmer. I gotta tell you something. My tractor was broken and I gotta build my hay. Do you get the situation that I'm talking about? A farmer's gotta build hay. And if his tractor's broken, well then what the hell is he gonna do with his day? My tractor was broken and I gotta build my hay. I got so many chores to do. And I'll tell you, when I wake up, when I wake up... When when I wake up like I do, I wake up early, and I got chores to do. And when I wake up early like I do, I got chores to do. And then when I see that my tractor's broken, I'm really angry. And I woke up this morning, and I my tractor was broken, and it was Dick's Dirty. <laughs> you right? <laughs> or not? I don't know. I think it's hilarious. Maybe that's just me. Maybe you have to grow up with them. I don't know. It just was so goddamn fun. I think my favorite one was the cop one. Anyway, I think there's a lot more. I think maybe I'll stop there. Um, Apologies about the noise in the background, but it's freaking hot, and I don't want to turn off the air conditioner, so I'm just going to ask you to deal with it. So it's okay. 
So the time between when I began this podcast and now, that was, let's say, uh, April, right? So April, May, June, July, almost all of August. It's been four months. <laughs> just, this has become a project. I kind of thought, oh, this was fun. And I just kind of ran out of energy to do it. Just been in the wrong mood. And uh, tomorrow is Gary's birthday. <laughs> and guess what? He's going to be 50. He's going to be Gary, my, my dear old friend that I've been uh, talking about for the last 48 minutes, is going to be 50. And uh, I beat him by just a little bit. Um, just a few months older, and that happened to me when I began. Let's put it this way: when I began this podcast, I was forty-nine, and now I'm fifty, and my buddy's going to be fifty tomorrow. So, this is a chance for you if you're still there. I, you know how I abuse this podcast; I don't put anything out forever, and then suddenly, hey, it's me, and I don't even know if anyone's there. But if you're there, uh, I'm glad you're there. And uh, hey, I, I think this is your. I think this is a great opportunity to show your appreciation for my best buddy Gary and how he's inspired me to record. This wouldn't happen. Like I would never have picked up the recorder whatsoever without Gary. And uh, so if you have any appreciation at all, um, drop us a line at feedback at chubcreek.com. Especially wish Gary a happy birthday. And me. We both turned 50. Can you believe I'm, this is the, the voice of a 50-year-old? Listen to Gary. Listen to me. We're old bastards. And it's, uh, it's, uh, I'm glad that it's not obvious. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe it's a. It's much more obvious these days as I as I speak to people I know about music, young people that I know at work, you know about music uh, or things, uh, you know that I'll I'll say something like, "Hey, it reminds me of the Munsters," <laughs> and I'll get blank stares. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't feel. I was talking to uh, another colleague about the idea of feeling feeling old, being old. And uh, it's just so relative, you know. I, I've said this before. I don't know if I said it in this, this podcast or not, but the way I feel about age is, you know, if I've got 20 bucks, you know, and my friend has $55, you know, it isn't clear who's buying lunch. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's not that big a difference. Uh, but then again, that you might say, well, yeah, but by 125, you're probably dead, you know. Okay, fine. But I don't know. I don't I don't think Gary ever felt old. I never he he harps on it sometimes and I have to try talk him off the ledge. He'll be like, "Oh, hey, we're old." You know, but you know, it's I don't think you get old in your head. Like I don't feel like I don't feel 50. It's really funny for me to say it. I still kind of feel what do I feel like mentally? Taking experience and all that out of it, I still kind of feel like a twenty-something-year-old. Like I still feel like an imposter in the adult world, and I don't know if that ever fades. It certainly has never <laughs> faded for my friend, um, you know. And so has this has, has kind of become, uh, you know, the Gary special on his fiftieth uh, birthday. Uh, I'm going to find a few more. I have to wrap this up because I'll never finish the goddamn thing. So consider this part one of two. I'm going to go on and, and do some more stuff, I think, and dig deeper uh, next time. I'll find a few more things to drop in here, um, but I don't want to pressure myself into making this ridiculous. So uh, I guess I'm not even an hour in. So I had I don't know why I thought it was two hours in, but I'm not. So good. That That's good. I haven't overdone it yet. Um, so stick around. And we'll get a few more things. I don't know exactly what, but uh, uh, how about this? Easy. Are we there yet? All right. 
Rebels there. I get hungry. Oh, the goddamn horse sound effects stopped like a dime, didn't they? <laughs> Anyone want to know what happened to me the last time I stepped my feet into this town? Oh, oh yes, for sure. sure. What happened? Tell us, boss, all about it. I'm sorry, I want to know. <laughs> what are you in drinking, Robin? Now there, boys. Here's the story. Okay, Samuel, you play the drums. Peter, pick up that goddamn guitar. Let's go. One, two, three. In my stomach pit, the devil close around Hiding in the darkness without a single sound Raise the fucking drawbridge and let the stranger by Here's a bow and arrow to shoot him in the eye Tongues speak so loosely, slashing tongues of frogs Did you see the leprechaun disappear into the fog? Such jerk-offs, Zeus began to rant Your fucking balls are hanging out of the bottom of your pants A soft-spoken sailor as he leaned against the door I think the tide is turning as the boats come ashore Face is like a stone I say anyone got a porno I'm going home alone There's 
proceeding in a fancy dining car. They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars. Well, I know I had it coming. I know I can't be free. But those people keep on moving, and that's what tortures me. Folsom Prison Retirement Home Blues uh, by Gary and myself. That was one of the uh, many magical combos we did together. Uh, the one before that was just something from, uh, it's called Let's Go Home. Uh, just something random he created for one of the podcasts. He was just so, as the imagination, I don't even know what the frig, did you listen to the lyrics on that? What the hell is he talking about? I no idea, but I'm sure it's very deep. And, and uh, it was always, uh, we could, you could come to expect from Gary was he loved, he loved the interesting, crazy lyrics. He was all about lyrics. Uh, sometimes I'd be writing you know, some music, playing with some music, and he'd say, just keep going with that. And then he'd go in another room, even all the way back to when we were kids, you know, being 16, 17 years old, I'd be playing something and he'd disappear into another room and get a piece of paper and he'd have, he'd come back and he'd have pages full of lyrics. He was always into that. It's been so long since I've done this podcast. I again have no idea how to post this. <laughs> I'll probably be up till midnight trying to figure it, figure it out. Anyway, uh, before we wrap this up, I, uh, I just wanted to play a couple more things and one of them just to set it up. There was a moment where we were at episode 19, I believe. It was so funny. It's just, just such a short time. But we did so much stuff together. And um, at about episode 19, at exactly episode 19, that was the last episode we did together before I moved from Calgary to Ontario. And it was the big reunion. We hadn't seen each other in, in, uh, in a decade or more. And he knew what I was going through. He knew what me and my kids were going through. It was a big separation. It was a big, you know, it was a really actually very difficult time in my life and in their lives. Uh, and, uh, but everything worked out okay. The kids and I are so tight. They just left. I just, even, just minutes ago, I had a long, wonderful chat with my, uh, with my daughter. And she's telling me she's 16 now, 17, sorry, just turned 17. And she's telling me she wants to move to Ontario to go to uh, Ontario College of Art and Design, which would be amazing. I'm so excited about that. Um, but the point being, you know, families have their difficulties. My son, Will, and my daughter, Mary, and I will always be inseparable. We see each other as often as we can. But this was the beginning of that journey. 
And he knew I was flying to another place uh, to, to start again on my own. And it's something I had to do. It was just, it's a long story that I'm not going to get into it other than to say it was tough. It was a really tough several years for me and for the kids. But he, you know, he was here for me and he, he wrote this freaking song. And in fact, he did a whole pod, podcast for me. Just something I could listen to on the plane. And I will always treasure, even though I can hardly listen to it, it's still, I just become a mushy mess. I just break into tears listening to any of it, uh, especially the podcast. But this particular song, uh, I want to share it with you because I've never shared it with anybody before. And uh, I just want you to think about the kind of friend that would put together a song like this, trying his hardest to put his head in my head and understand, you know, what we were going through. This is called David's Song. Is it right? 
You're a good friend, Gary. And this episode goes to you. Happy birthday. 50. You're 50, dude. Dude. That's an old word, isn't it? It's like jive or something. Like that and awesome, awesome dude. I hear people saying that now and I think, oh man, you're such a fossil. <laughs> anyway, I hope you have uh, an incredible time at your at your 50th birthday party. And uh, I hope to see you real soon. Uh, you know, I just appreciate you as a human being. And uh, I just want the rest of the world to get a glimpse into your weird, weird little brain. And so and so that wraps it up. Uh, there is one more surprise for you, buddy. I am. I have found amazingly. You know, the song we were talking about, the grossest all that. I have actually found that song and I am going to play it for the world right here on Chub Creek. Here it is, and I'll let this play us out. Yesterday, the start of the week, the start of and everyone working is usually blue. Well, today is a brand new day for me, and I thought I knew right away what to do. I haven't been to McDee's since I was employed And my daughter and I were hungry So I got the breakfast deal and her some hash browns And she came home to watch a movie It wasn't two minutes after I finished that muffin that my stomach turned and I couldn't sit. I clenched my ass the whole way up the stairs, barely making the bathroom to take that. No, I'm not playing it. (laughs) Happy birthday, buddy. Happy 50th. Woo! (laughs) 